It's always a dilemma when you're trying to move house, deciding what to keep and what to let go. There's books, of course, and then there's magazine collections that you spent good money on, and it seems a shame to chuck, especially when those magazine collections hold such personal and social history as Alison Holst's Kitchen Diaries. Writer and disability advocate Colleen Brown is facing just such a dilemma at the moment, and she's decided to write about it. Hi, Colleen. Hello, Jesse. You're writing this beautiful work. You're just passing on the problem to someone else, right? They're going to have your listener articles in 20 years' time thinking, oh, can I better part with these? <laughs> yeah, if anybody keeps that, it'll be all right if it's online. I know, it's just such a... It's, I was trying to lead by example to encourage my husband to do the same. And it just fell flat on my face. I'm going, this is my life. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> oh, mock, mock. But it, it is. It's kind of like a lot of women's history is not really um, recorded. And we we often just buff these things away. And And honestly, it was... Yeah, just going through those books, it just was um, just like sitting back in time. And so many people have contacted me about them and yeah. their own um, recipe um, successes. With, with Alison Holst, I mean, she was just so much part of our lives. And she just contributed exceptional um, ideas and and methods to people's cooking. Yeah, uh, that it was just extraordinary. It was, and it was before. Well, it wasn't before international chefs, but 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 she was the equivalent, I reckon. I mean, Jamie Oliver came through and changed yeah. so much of how we cook different things. So many right. of my techniques are Jamie Oliver techniques. But before that, it was Alison Holst. When I became vegetarian as a as a teenager, it was her meals without meat that got me through. And and she taught me how to chop onions and. Yeah. And yep. stir fry, and I often yep. still think about those um, those lessons I learned from her. What are the kitchen diaries exactly? Well, they were put out every year. They were quite cheap and cheerful. They were black and white, and often with a colourful colour uh, cover on it. But um, her her sister Claire Ferguson did the illustrations. But there was just there was just like chatty things, like you know, if you're going to do this. Try this, this, and this method, and you know um, these biscuits will make you know about sixty. And when you've got a house full, you'll know about this—a house full <laughs> of hungry kids stampeding through with their mates. You can shove a tray of biscuits under their noses, and you know it's only cost a, a small amount of yeah. money. And they just hoover it up. And same with the scones. Um, you know, all that stuff is just so. Um, it's so enriching of your life and, mm. and just gives you so many options. Totally. You know, and I describe them as magazines, probably something in between a magazine and a book, right? Yeah, they were really. Um, and I, they, were, they were just so sensible. And the fact that they were done seasonally and, you know, my um, being a gardener as well, a veggie gardener, uh, with help from my dad, um, I think it was my mother's plan to get dad out of the house and she gave him a rotary hoe for his birthday so he came round and ploughed up the whole of our backyard. <laughs> <laughs> rotary hoe. So we had vegetables coming out our ears. So what do you do with it? You know, you go to Alison Holst and she just says, well, you've got too many of these, do this, do that. Yeah. And it was all seasonal. It, it was just incredible. So you could plan your menus. It didn't cost a lot of money. And, uh, you know, it was just so helpful. Um, what what era are we talking about here? What what year? Probably the eighties. Yeah. 
well, the 80s and even into the 90s, I still use the recipes now. You know, she was a magnificent when I look when I was going through and and trying to buff recipes. And oh, I've got quite a hoard, <laughs> I can tell you. They're all stuck in their plastic envelopes, hidden away in a drawer. I hope my husband doesn't see it, but I suspect he's going to listen to go everything <laughs> now. But you know, um, a lot of her um, pickles and preserves, things like that, were just so easy to do. You yeah. know, I could whip out some cucumbers out of my veggie patch and, you know, soak them in brine and have bread and butter pickle and things like that, which were, you know, just added value to what you were doing and made life and, and eating really interesting. And to be yeah. fair, there are probably recipes you look at now and think, oh gosh, did we used to make that? Oh yes, sure. Yeah, there's a bit of that. <laughs> Such lots as? Of butter, lots of butter. <laughs> and things, yes. But, well, butter's uh, gone out and come back in again, Colleen. <laughs> yeah, I think it has. I think it has. But there was quite a lot of butter. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it it was very much sort of going back in time too and just remembering. I mean, you know, it's quite hard when you've got four little children all quite close together and um, you, your place is a bit of a hub in the community because you've got so many kids, there's always something happening. And so there's lots of mouths to feed. And, um, and, and so you're always looking for things that are interesting that the kids will eat and um, that you want to cook yourself. Um, I'm, you know, quite experimental, I suppose. I see something and I just want to go for it and try it. Yeah. Um, so from that perspective, you you always knew, I always knew that if I flicked through some of these um, recipe books, I'd have something. And the other fabulous thing about it was that my mother-in-law was also, she was a far more conventional cook, but um, she loved Alison Holt. She was, the, you know, the goddess of cooking as far as my mother-in-law mm. was concerned. And that was just delightful because, you you know, I'm the daughter-in-law, only son, only child. <laughs> uh, you're always looking for that connection. Yeah. And we found it through cooking. And, and you know, I've even got notes now um, you know, from her, just sort of saying, oh, I tried this, and what do you think about yeah. that? And it's just a lovely, warm feeling, and it's part of my history, and it's part of lots of people's history. It's part of your history, you know? And you kind of look back a bit now, and you sort of think, those those were important um, periods of time when you could um, experiment a bit, but when you were in safe hands. Yeah. Because she was such a chatty person, you know? <laughs> Her way through these recipes, and it's extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it, you know. Hey, when was the um, when was the last time you made the cordon bleu? Oh, the cordon bleu. Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> well, For younger I listennes, um, veal or pork pounded oh. thin, wrapped around a slice of ham and a slice of cheese, breaded and pan fried. <laughs> Look, you talk about excessive. Aspic. It was aspic. Oh, you know, all the way through these cookbooks. Because we were living in London, and some Kiwis said to me, "Come on, Colleen, let's go to the Cordon Bleu cooking classes or demonstrations." So off we went. Bought the knives, bought the box, mm. you know, and away we went. And um, I look back at it now. So much butter, so much sherry, wine, um, aspic. I mean, can't believe this thing's hanging around and a bit of gelatine. Uh, yeah, aspic is the jelly. If people aren't um, aren't across I that. Know, Prawn suspended and bits of gelatin. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Um, but you know, again, I, 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 I have buffed those, but I have pulled out a lot of them. 
and and deboning a chicken. And I just I do it for some cousins. I come from a very large family, so the five girl cousins get together every Christmas, and I did these two chickens, and pulled out all the bones, and you rearrange the chuck and roast it with a stuffing it. Yeah. It's deboned. And so you take it to the table and you carve it straight through and everybody's eyes stand out on stalks. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a fun thing to do, you know. Have you found um, it um have you found it therapeutic writing about this, Colleen? Yeah, I have. I have. Mainly because I write about a lot more serious stuff. And you know, we live in South Auckland, so a lot of the work I do for the listener in particular, um, or anything I'm writing maybe for attitude is about disability or it's about you know, some tough things going down in South Auckland. And um, sometimes the images about us uh, are not correct. And we've got some amazing, wonderful, especially young people, but older people that have built this community in um, in really imaginative, um, community-focused ways. So that doing these three articles, <laughs> I think, I, the only opinion I have to consider is my own. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and it's um, it's a it's a rare commission as well, a three part series for the listener. Part two is out this week, and I presume you've already heard from people who um, have their own memories and, and history with Alison. Well, yeah, but um, part two, I got a, a message from uh, Jenny Elric. I'd mentioned her mum in in the mm. um, in the article because. We have a chocolate cake recipe that we—it's <laughs> a slice, just amazing. And and my mother got it off Jenny Elric's mum, and um, Jenny made contact with me, and I haven't heard from her for years and years and years. And so we had a very long conversation last night about our mothers, and I think that was um, really a, a wonderful sort of sidebar to writing these these articles is that. It's a way of honouring the past for as sure, well and, for our sure. and the things that have come down through the generations. And sometimes I think we need to pause and reflect a bit on that and what it kind of means for us as a society. Um, you know, these these lovely recipes. Um, yeah, these are prim- primary historical documents and I think you're right to hold on to them, Colleen. And I'm going to encourage people to, uh, to read your more extended thoughts on them and what they represent in The Listener. Thank you so much for your time today and thanks for a few minutes to remember Dame Ellison. Yeah, she's a wonderful woman. Thank you, Jessie.